0: So this is a very good study. Two hundred and seventy-five thousand people were studied that are extremely successful. And they found that without fail, each and every one, we're talking about two hundred and seventy-five thousand people here, each and every single case found that the happiness is what they owe towards their success in part of their optimism and positive outlook on life.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT Podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. What's up boys and girls, welcome back to the Real Life Tips Podcast. This is episode number 28 and I'm so stoked to have you guys back here with us for another great episode I'm your host, Mano.
0: What's up, Wims and Tannies? Uh, You forgot to include the older people as well. Um, (laughs) I'm your secondary host, Leon, as usual. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. Grab a coffee. This is going to be a good one. Oof, I've been excited to do this one for a while. You just expressed your excitement (laughs) as well. This is going to be a very, very deep matter that we're going to discuss tonight. So, quite excited to dive right in.
1: Yeah, and the topic for tonight is the science behind a positive attitude. Leon, you've said it so many times in a lot of our other episodes that we've done prior to our session here tonight that you feel mm-hmm. that the world is currently experiencing an extreme, extreme imbalance you tilting more towards hatred, tilting more towards negativity. Of course, there's so many outside forces that yeah. influence us towards that. But to now we're going to explore the science, the research behind a positive attitude. A lot of people come to us and they tell us, man, just be positive. Stop being such a pessimist. Just be an optimist. And then, you know, things will just go better. And it's, it's so much easier. To, yeah, it's so much easier said than done. Seriously. I've tried mm-hmm. that. I've really, really tried that. And I've done extensive research on this topic because I don't see myself as a depressed person, but I do go through some really, really bad dips in my life from time to time. And then I try mm-hmm. and pick myself up and I try and tell myself, man, I just be better, man. Just just be more positive. And it's not that easy. So tonight, mm-hmm. I think we're really, really stoked on sharing some real, real insight behind, like looking at into the science behind a positive attitude. What makes a positive attitude? How can you really actually influence that and manifest that in your own life as well? So super, super, super amped to, to be diving into this specific topic here with you, Leon, tonight.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important to mention right away that we are not going to come from a subject matter expert perspective or we are not psychologists or psychiatrists nor are we um, licensed to provide any sort of psychological advice this is pretty much going to be once again a combination of our own um, episodes and you know experiences that we've had in the past what worked for us what didn't With a little bit of an explanation on why we feel the way we feel about this topic. And then some facts and studies and things like that that would hopefully drive some of the factors home. But yeah, a positive attitude, man. I think everything should start with that. I think this should actually have been episode one. Um, None of what we (laughs) discussed in 27 episodes leading up to this... It will ever come true without a positive attitude like none of it mm-hmm. um you can't start exercising if you don't have a positive attitude about your results that you want to achieve you can't go and try and start a business if there's skepticism about whether it's going to succeed nothing can happen without a positive attitude now the trick about a positive attitude is do you have some level of control over it Is it something that just comes and goes? And I think most of us feel, and I kind of want to agree, that it comes and goes by itself. It's almost like you have very little control over it. Um, But there are techniques, and once you understand the science behind it, hence the reason for the name of the show, The Science of a Positive Attitude, you could do more at staying positive for longer than just going and taking the wave as it pushes you around in this thing we called life um so today today we really want to dive into all of that so why it's important to have a positive attitude and what can you do to kind of increase the amount of positivity that you have in your life even if there are ups and downs to try and still kind of keep your radar on the positive and understand the chemical warfare that's happening in your body that in you know ensures positivity and happiness and be a little bit more mindful of how you try and deal with those emotions um, there's a lot of power in just understanding why your body is reacting the way that it is and recognizing that okay i am now feeling sad because of x y and z hormone or whatever that's taking a dip and because I recognize that I now know that this is, this is a there's a reason for it it's a temporary thing my body is a, is is betraying me a little bit and now you can actually deal with it a lot better and when you start thinking through that um, lens it becomes easier to kind of get through these little battles I don't know uh, money what's your take
1: yeah I think one of the things that you mentioned there that is of great importance to me to point out as well is the fact that as much as you want to, if you're anything like me, you want to get control of your life, right? And I'm pretty sure that most of you, pretty much all of you listening to this, is exactly the same way as me with that regard because if -hmm. you weren't you wouldn't be on the show you wouldn't be listening to this right now right so for me as well it's extremely important to gain control of each and every single aspect of my life some days i find it extremely difficult to take control other days i absolutely just crush it and i can take control of all of the different situations and scenarios that i get faced with in that specific day or in that specific week and then other days i just can't so this really isn't just about coming from a perspective of gaining control of your emotions gaining control of your attitude making it a more positive attitude but really as you mentioned leon it's it's coming from a perspective of even if you don't just take control of it even if you can't take control of it just being cognitive of it understanding the fact that this is what happens like you said the chemical warfare that happens Mm. and that causes you to feel this way will really help reduce the stress and anxiety that you put on yourself because i look at myself some days and i'm like man why are you like this Why do you, why do you do this? Why can't you just pick yourself up? Why can't you just be better? Why can't you just feel better? So this is really coming from a point of saying, let's create some awareness over those feelings so that we don't beat ourselves up and push ourselves down the whole your dark rabbit hole that is this negative attitude, and that just snowballs and snowballs and puts you later on into a mild state of depression, or in some cases, a severe state of depression as well. So it's really just creating some awareness. Yeah. It's really just sharing some of the great um, articles, some of the great uh, your know, inspirational content that we've come across, and really looking at it from a scientific perspective, point of view as well. And I think there are four main things that we want to discuss right here, right now, Leon. I'm gonna dive straight into that. And that's the four chemicals that we're talking about when we Mm. when we're referring Mm. to this whole chemical warfare that's happening in your body that causes not necessarily just negativity, but also that can increase positive vibes and <laughs> just attract positivity to your life once you feel p- more positive to take on certain tasks. So the four chemicals, Leon, mm-hmm. I think let's hit it off, highlight, summarize the four main chemicals that we're going to discuss and then give a quick brief overview of each and every one of them and their real importance in, in our minds mm-hmm. and in our bodies.
0: Sure. So, Yeah. I think that is the most important thing to start with is to kind of understand what is happening inside the body because it's extremely important to understand that you know having positivity happiness sadness all of those things sprout from somewhere i think many of us think that you know this is just something that happens it's a causal effect because i just bought a new tv now i feel happy or i just bumped my knee now i feel pain Uh, okay that one actually is a little bit more causal but but, um uh, maybe not the best example but there's basically four chemicals that make up your happiness center or basically your mood right um The four chemicals are serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins, right? So if we start with serotonin, I want to actually paint a picture here. It's actually a little bit of an analogy that I just kind of thought of is if we take plants, right? And you go plant a plant between other plants. If you go into, for example, winter stage, right? that plant's going to start dying off now if you give it fertilizer it's going to get a boost of growth if you give it water it's going to get steady growth if you're planting it amongst other plants it's going to intertwine with other um roots of the plant neighboring plants etc and those plants will actually help each other cope and so on like you see in the woods and things like that now if you take um uh, you know serotonin dopamine and oxytocin Serotonin is what keeps your mood stable, right? So that's something that helps you with your well-being and long term happiness. So the happiness that's going to remain there, whether you just bumped your knee or not, whether your wife just shouted at you or not, you're still going to primarily be a happy person. So that's like the watering, you know, it's a constant uh, watering of your mood and keeping your mood stable dopamine is pretty much like a fertilizer shot you know that's when you buy the tv you buy the car you get short-term brain rewards and during that time that you experience that reward you feel extreme happiness like life cannot get better at this like finite moment right now in time And tomorrow morning you wake up and maybe the electricity is off or whatever and right back down you go. It's something that's not sustainable and unfortunately it's got such a high that's connected to it that it's slightly addicting as well. So there's a lot of people that myself, for example, would go into like shopping sprees, continuous shopping sprees. Because every time I see a delivery at my door, I get that small hit of dopamine (laughs) over and over and over again. And it's not sustainable. The important thing is to understand that dopamine, as much as it's important, it's not a sustainable source of happiness. Oxytocin is like your neighboring plants, you know. So, um, you know, in the woods with longer trees, I think other plants work the same. I've, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. But usually when they're next to each other, you know, their roots underground will actually intertwine with one another. And they can actually support their neighboring plants, and that's where oxytocin comes in it's like a bonding love trust type of feeling something that you might have with your children with your wife with your parents something that's endearing something that's permanent and something that's got to do with um, the sincere love of something or the trust in that relationship and then endorphins is something more towards physical pain relief relaxation runners high those kind of things Um, So it's a lot more, I would say, acute uh, type of emotion that you that you might experience at that specific point in time. So when you start knowing that these are the four chemicals that makes up that should always stay in some sort of harmony and balance, and that makes up your mood and how you permanently feel, you start understanding what gives and subtracts to every single one of these emotions. So, for example... We just mentioned dopamine is easy. Go buy yourself a burger when you're hungry. You are going to get dopamine, whether you like it or not. That's just what's Mm going to happen Mm -hmm. because you just stimulated your hunger, you know, and that will secrete dopamine inside your brain. If you are going through a very bad dip, maybe you are suffering from depression or maybe you're just going through a very tough time. That's a longer period thing happening. Maybe you are working through a death in the family or whatever. Usually your serotonin levels will be low. And the thing is, like I mentioned in the watering of the plant the longer you keep not watering the plant, the worse the serotonin levels get. So the worse your mood stays and the more you stay in that bad mood place, you can't build up the serotonin again because you're constantly watering the bad energy, Mm. so to speak. Mm. Um, Oxytocin, that's pretty much something that, People shouldn't have that much of a problem with that's just your relationships bonding love trust amongst fellow colleagues friends family wife children etc and then like i mentioned endorphins is also something more acute that you're not really that controlled over basically the two things that makes up long-term and short-term happiness serotonin and dopamine those are going to be the two i would say stars of this episode mm. and the ones that we are going to be discussing so yeah, now that you know about the four <laughs> hormones how does that not change your life hey? <laughs> when yeah. i read this the first time and i noticed how it works and i mean we've all read simon sinek's books and he talks about how these play a factor in success in business this plays a factor in success on everything absolutely everything in your life
1: definitely leanne i think one of the things that um that i want to find out from you is that we've isolated two of those those chemicals that we can sort of sort of control or sort of you alter Mm. or manipulate in some way shape or form Uh, one of them being dopamine the other one being serotonin i want to Mm. maybe ask you a question right so you've sort of explained this or scraped the surface on it briefly during your explanation and going into each and every single one of them. But how can we Mm. identify, because now we know, now we know the, the, the names of all of these, these chemicals and stuff, but how do we identify that we do lack in a certain chemical department and how do we fix that specifically Mm. focusing on serotonin or, even dopamine, but I, th- I think we'll we'll chat about dopamine in just a second. Let's start off with, with serotonin. Do you have any any suggestions or yeah. any inputs there?
0: Yeah, look, that's an extremely, extremely interesting question in the way that I, I'm going to try and make as if I know what goes <laughs> on in people's minds right now, purely off of material that I've read. And it seems as if, um, if you are lacking in serotonin, you are generally going to feel... Down. I don't know what other word to call it. I don't want to use as strong a stronger term as depressed mm-hmm. because serotonin levels being low doesn't necessarily mean that you're depressed. Um, it can be that you are going through a tough time or a difficult time or you're processing something bad that happened and that's in a long term. Uh, low level serotonin in your life but it could be an episode it's something that you can get through and it's going to grow out you're going to grow out of it where depression is more of a long-term type thing it's it's a it's an actual um, disorder if you'd like something that is disorderly in your body that needs to be addressed uh, with uh, and, and can be medicated as well to try and obviously stimulate your serotonin levels i would say that if you are going through life and, and again i'm just trying to picture what it would be like but if you're looking around you and you're seeing what other people are doing and achieving and and you think the whole time that all of this just doesn't feel right and makes sense to you and you're not doing what they're doing you're not feeling what they're feeling you're clearly not normal something's off it could be that you need to have that looked at mm. like see a psychologist and, and speak to someone knowledgeable not me I could probably mm-hmm. say, yes, it looks like something's not so lacquer. Go chat to someone that's very clever. Um, but get someone to just analyze and see, listen, is there something wrong here? Because it could very well be that you are suffering from mild depression or anxiety. Those two things usually go hand in hand. Um, or it could be that you are just, exe- again, like I said, uh, experiencing an acute like uh, depressive episode, which could pass over time. Um, it could be that you are going through a situational problem for example matric exams you know if you're going through matric exams right now and you're not confident about your studying etc it could very well be that your mood is not stable at that point in time right Mm. i Mm. mean it's it's various different factors but you'll know i'm sure you will know that you're not happy inside. We know what happiness feels like. Mm -hmm. That's something that you just want and you strive and you want more of it. As soon as you don't get that stimuli in your life, you'll probably know that I'm down, I'm moody, I'm irritated, uh, my well beings not doing great, my mind is not where it should be. That means that there's something wrong with the serotonin levels in your blood. It could mean that even when you experience, and this is something that's so sad about low serotonin levels you can go and do the most exciting thing and get a huge hit of dopamine and i promise you you will just plummet all the way back down yeah once that dopamine has exited your body Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's the difficult thing about serotonin levels that's the one thing that you really want to try and monitor like i said oxytocin is extremely important but the thing is that that usually is there for most people as the bonding, love, and trust kind of hormone. That's usually existent in most people. I'm not talking about the few acute cases of people with really difficult uh, parent relationships and stuff like that. But the big problem is usually the serotonin levels.
1: See, here's here's the funny thing and also the, the extremely sad thing about this theory of looking at the happiness chemicals and looking at all four of these individually as well is that we can't, and I wish we could, we can't download an app and say, okay, what is my yep. endorphin or dopamine or serotonin levels and stuff look like today? <laughs> and oh, okay, I'm lacking a little bit yeah. in the serotonin or I'm lacking a little bit in the endorphins. Let me go to Dyschem or go to the pharmacy and go pick up some endorphin pills or something like that. So it's really, really mm. not coming from mm. that side. The one thing I think um, that, that is important here is to say that knowing that there are chemicals at play knowing that you know, there's biology at play and all of these things that happen in the background mm. means that you shouldn't feel bad about feeling bad. You shouldn't f- beat yourself up yes, about that because true. as much as we can know about this and probably study this and go read up about it and go and see doctors about that, I feel that it makes it very difficult for us to go and control that ourselves. However, I do want to point mm. out that it's not as simple as saying, all right, I'm feeling really bad today. Let me go and read up about dopamine and see what I can do to you know, overdose on dopamine. Like you said, dopamine in a small controlled doses, I think, is absolutely good. That's why the chemical exists. It's sort of like a little drug of inspiration. So every time mm. you you tick something off of a to-do list, that's a small hit of dopamine. Um, but a lot of a yep. lot of marketing companies and I'm not going to name any names or, you know, but you, you basically go and friend your friends on there. And then you constantly get bombarded with notifications <laughs> and you can message them and you get or a, <laughs> yeah. or
0: a cool drink brand that that rhymes with Mocha Fola. Yes, something
1: <laughs> like that. Right. That all of those companies use this to their advantage. They use it because they know that people get extremely addicted to those little, little you know dopamine Mm. hits on a constant basis
0: where do you think the where do you think the acronym dope comes from (laughs)
1: <laughs> I've never thought of it like that. That's a very, very good point. No, but, but still, no. But point. it's a good way to remember it, right? Because dopamine plays such a key role in us being constantly motivated to continue with certain tasks and to feel that we're making progress. And as soon as we make progress and we check something off the list, we're amped and we feel good. Or as soon as we see that we've got a notification, mm. you know, that that sparks you know some interest. And what we want to do is we want to open up that message. We see that message and instantly we get that little hit of dopamine so all of these things in a controlled environment and controlled doses could mean happiness right but it's a balance of Mm, those chemicals mm. now i want to change this around a little bit and pose a question to you once again and i want to get your take on this because i feel that maybe there's some things that you can share with me as well as our audience here today what happens when you do have an imbalance of these chemicals? Is it okay to resort to medication? And I ask this question because I understand that from a point of view where you're not having a good time, you're straight up not having a good time in life, mm-hmm. you're, you're feeling down, you're constantly feeling down and out, you can't pick yourself up, right? Where do you draw the line? Is it okay to go and see a doctor about mm. it, is it okay? Should you feel embarrassed about that? Should you you really beat yourself up about the fact that you need to reach out mm. and get help? Because I think in, in a lot of cases, we are extremely, extremely embarrassed and proud of ourselves. And we hold on to that pride. We don't want to go and seek help because we feel that that's us giving mm. up or giving in and all those things. Admitting defeat. Give, give yeah. me your take on that, Leon. Yeah,
0: look, this is this is a very, very intimate and tough topic. So I'm going to literally give you my personal opinion on it. And again, completely not, not substantiated by science or anything like that. But... Absolutely. I think if you find yourself in a position where your mood is constantly low, and um, even when you experience dopamine hits, it doesn't do much for you anymore. If you go for a nice massage or a run and you have that pain that you love from the run, and that endorphin hit doesn't help you anymore, and even your oxytocin you've got good family friends and you spend time and you enjoy your time with them but it doesn't fulfill you anymore and you feel empty and you feel something's missing and you can't say what and you can't put a finger to it and you don't know what to do about it 100% there's absolutely no shame in admitting that you need help Um, and and help in the sense that you go and see an expert opinion you try and get a diagnosis of what exactly it is that's going on Um, there's various different degrees of anxiety depression mental disorders bipolar disorder there's just so many different things that could be going on and unfortunately these are some of those things when left untreated can really lead to bad um, outcomes unfortunately and not in all cases but mm. usually but,
1: but i agree with that leon because and i think sorry to cut in there mm. but i think that makes sense because sure there's a lot of people that have gone down the route of getting help and getting diagnosed and getting medication and all that stuff that you know it just didn't help for them at all but in a lot of cases mm. i think m- most cases those things actually do help get them back on their feet. It's why those mm. why that industry mm. exists. It's why the experts are there because they're really, really trying to help people. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's really the one thing that clicked for me mm. when I came across this is if once you understand that there's a chemical imbalance and that causes your mood to drop and if that chemical imbalance stays like that for an extended period of time, of course, you need to get help to boost those chemicals back up again. And that's where the antidepressants yeah. and stuff kick in. right? And,
0: and and that's why the science is so important, because a lot of people think and I, I completely ag- not agree. I understand because I've been in the same boat when I was younger you know i went through a um divorce and again i know a lot of people went through it so i'm not here to say like cry wolf and say shame poor me but it did take its toll and i got sent to a psychologist and i promise you at that time i was just not susceptible to the treatment Mm. i didn't want to be there i closed myself off i didn't consent really to accepting the treatment so it helped me absolutely nothing and for many years I would talk down about the industry and say that it's it's crap it doesn't work it's just baloney people want you to draw your family and then if your dad is small and your mother is big then you hate your dad and you love your mom and all this stuff and never really gave attention to it until I again had to get a bit older think a little bit more clearly be a little bit more I would say mature about everything and also started seeing mates and friends and family that go through these things and get a little bit more sensitive towards, wow, these these people are really struggling and they are somehow feeling way better once they receive treatment. Now, the thing is that it sounds hocus pocus to people that have not gone through this. I, I don't know if there's many people out there or not many people that go through like mood disorders and stuff like that. I I would say that a lot of people experience it. But many people would say that, how are you going to listen to me, talk to me, and say that you care, and then make me better? But once you, like you said, once you know that there's a chemical aspect to this, there's a reason for this. Like, you can actually go and measure your serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphin level. Then suddenly, it makes a lot more sense to me that, sure... Yes, if there's levels here, then that could be treated. Mm. That's something that can be treated with medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not just you talking to me nice words and explaining to me yeah, why right. mommy left daddy or whatever. It's actually tangible things in my body that's not clicking. And with some medication, you should be able to fix that. I mean, you cured my my flu last week with, with bio- antibiotics. Why can't you fix... Uh, For example, a low serotonin level or stimulate my serotonin level. So as soon as I realized that there's a little bit of science and not just talking and understanding with an individual that is supposed to understand moods and all of those things, that's when it clicked for me that, wow, definitely go and seek help. Get professionals to look at your stuff, speak to you, understand where maybe it's stemming from. Address that from as much of a natural perspective perspective as possible and if not i've i still say to this day there's no shame in taking a pill that makes you feel happy (laughs) there's just no shame in it Mm. i think there's so many people that say that that is surrendering to a drug or Mm -hmm. the drug's gonna now um i don't know like keep you Um, prisoner for life and yes it's true when you try and get off those things you're going to have like anxiety again or you're going to have withdrawal i understand that but that is still going to make you feel what what is the trade-off here you're going to feel good you're going to feel normal your relationships are going to flourish your spiritual life is going to flourish yeah what's there really to lose You understand, so yeah, but it doesn't
1: necessarily—it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to restore back to the way it was before you took the medication. I would think I I can't—I can't—you know—share any insights or anything because I've never been on antidepressants or anything. But I can't imagine. I think I see it from the perspective of it uh, it balances the the chemicals out i i would think that probably mm. makes sense so
0: it's like anything in life i mean if you drive a car 200 k's an hour and suddenly you say the way to stop this now the speed is to jam the brake pedal right down and stop this car right now the car's going to slide and mm. get out of control it's the same with any medication sure. that you take long term any chronic illness If you just go go cold turkey and stop the medicine, you are going to be worse off than before you started the medicine because it's going to completely throw your hormonal balance out. So, I mean, you again, if you have this and it's a short acute uh, uh, um, episode of depression... And you feel like you feel better now, you want to get off it again, see your psychiatrist or psychologist before you do that and ask them, how do I get off? How do Mm. I wean myself? Mm. Do I half the dosage? Do I go one pull every second day? What do you do in order to wean yourself off the meds? And then monitor it super closely. If you are better off on the meds, just stay on the meds. You know Mm. if if you were better off and your relationships were flourishing your career was flourishing on the meds there's no shame in just staying on the meds um and again i'm not (laughs) i'm not being paid by pfizer or adcock or anyone for saying that i just feel that why would you be so stupid to be miserable if there's a choice that you pay a little bit of money for a pill that makes that all go away if it's effective look again i think there's that argument as well they probably need to do like a lot of testing to get your dosages right and all that stuff but still if that's possible go for it
1: yeah and especially i think if we if we sort of drive the focus towards dopamine i think it's extremely important to understand the power of dopamine And just the effect that it can have on your life as well. Because once you get addicted to to those small hits of dopamine on an ongoing basis, that really does become an addiction. And it becomes a habit of you wanting Mm. more of that, craving more of that specific feeling. And you can find Mm. dopamine in a lot of things in life. I mean, we've given a couple of examples now. But I mean, dopamine, as good as it is, too much of a good thing is also a bad thing. You've probably heard that a million times as well. Yeah. Uh, so, so be very, very aware and careful you know, with your dopamine intake. And that is something that you can control. That is something that you can limit yourself on as well. Now, there is a caveat around this entire you know, explanation and especially when we start touching a little bit more on dopamine. And it's really, really, have you ever heard of the, the term uh, they call it moral licensing, Leon. No. It's something that is extremely, extremely interesting to me. So what exactly is moral licensing? It's actually, in psychology, it's referred to as the process of fooling ourselves to justify bad behavior using another good behavior. So the effect actually causes people who exhibit good behavior initially to later perform dishonest, unethical, or bad actions later on. Here's what that really means have you ever wondered why it is that you go to the gym, you get a massive workout, or we go cycling, Leon, and we get a massive workout. And we've mm. spoken about this so many times in the past, and it's so true. And what do we do? We go to the restaurants at the cycling place, and we order a massive pizza, we get a big-ass beer, <laughs> and then...
0: <laughs> I thought we were going to keep that quiet, man. You know why that the is? The wives are listening as well.
1: I know, but it's a logical <laughs> term called moral licensing, right? So <laughs> yeah. So it's called moral licensing. And there's two things about this, right? It's because there's a psychological thing that actually happens that if we do something good, we feel that we deserve Mm. something bad, right? So we deserve treating ourselves and all that, right? So after completing a positive action, you feel that you have the license to do something bad. So you believe that you can go and eat a massive pizza straight after a workout. And that is the one thing that I do want to point out be very careful of dopamine. It is an extremely, extremely good motivator for you to get things done. And you can enforce that by maybe creating a to do list for the day and saying, I want to accomplish these things, create a to do list, check those things off of your list as you do them. And that's going to keep you motivated. It's going to keep you inspired to move on to the next thing and the next thing. However, be very, very careful for the next thing that comes, the moral licensing of it. Because if you're anything like me, I would check five things off the list and then I would you know, say, oh, well, that's good enough. Let me take a break and watch some YouTube videos or something like that. You know? So a mm. lot of the times mm. I do that in my life as well. And that is something that I feel is, is, is very important. The second thing that also happens is we get this as well when, when we start planning to stop a bad habit that we already have. Right. So in a lot of cases, and I'm so guilty of this, a lot of the times I say to myself, yeah, but you know what, at the end of the month I will save X amount anyways. So I might as well just buy this for myself now because I'm going to do good by the end of this month, or I'm going to do good by the end of this year. So you treat yourself before you actually accomplish those goals as well. So that's sort of something to look out for. But I am extremely interested, Leon, to hear what the research mm. says about mm. this.
0: Yeah, look, I think the port- the very important elephant in the room that we haven't discussed so far is the fact that a bad attitude can lead, or a non-positive, so a negative attitude can lead to these in uh, imbalanced chemicals and these imbalanced chemicals will inadvertently obviously result in stress factors in your life right and we all know that stress and anxiety and all those kind of things are, are killers right it shortens your life expectancy that's just a fact and it's been proven in so many different studies um, like hundreds and hundreds of different studies. But there's a couple of very <laughs> strange and interesting ones that I thought worth mentioning tonight that you've probably never heard of um, that just once again talks about how positivity actually increases life expectancy. And I always like to say that when you talk about life expectancy, it's like wishy-washy, you know, like, ah oh, yeah, okay, but I'm 35 now. Why why do I care about two or three years when I'm already 75 and I can't wipe my own bum anymore. <laughs> the thing is, when you're at that age, you would give anything for another two or three years. You know, mm-hmm. When you're actually facing uh, the end, you would probably have wished that you led a healthier, happier, more positive life. Just so that you can once, one thing is to be a little bit more comfortable at that age because mm-hmm. you're probably mm-hmm. going to progress healthier through your old age as well. And to just physically get those years back that you spent worrying and stressing over, over, over stuff that you could have treated either through psycholo- psychological treatment or even um, medication like we just said. So, so to get back to the studies, I'm only going to mention like two or three. I've got them written out here. Um, but one of the ones that were quite interesting for me is the difference between short-term stress and long-term stress. We know that long-term stress just pretty much ravages your body slowly, right? There's proof of that, etc. But did you know that short-term stress actually strengthens you? Mm. So, mm. there was... Um, researchers led by dr segerstrom at the university of kentucky probably butchered everything i just said uh you know who you are and um, they analyzed over 300 separate studies done by the previous 30 years within psychological community of the effects of stress on humans, But they concluded in completely unanimously that when people face stressful situations to get like a burst of adrenaline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would actually boost their immune system and that helps them to then better deal with that immediate situation come in the future. But over time, if they continue to f- have that stress, their immune system slowly but surely breaks down, causing illness, depression, anxiety, disorder, wow. etc. Yeah. So that was very interesting that actually short-term stress is not a bad thing. So we should all probably go bungee jumping or something like That's good <laughs> for you. Um The other one that was quite uh, interesting is the the happiness one. You know, they actually took the most successful people in the world, studied a few of them, and we're talking about... So this is a very good study. 275,000 people were studied that are extremely successful. And they found that without fail, each and every one... We're talking about 275,000 people here. Each and every single case found that the happiness is what they owe towards their success in part of their optimism and positive outlook on life. And that that was like the number one thing that kept them going. And I can imagine that. Mm. Like I can Mm. see why that's true. But it's just very alarming that it's that effective. 275,000 people out of 275,000 said, yes, it's the happiness. The constant feeling of being able to put one foot in front of the other. That's what got them there. And then lastly, I have to talk about the nun study. Mm -hmm. So I never knew that nuns were like the happiest people on earth. Um, I I don't know really much about nuns. I just know that they look like penguins. (laughs) And um, the Reaches, (laughs) again, from the University of Kentucky. So it seems like we've got a few Kentucky fried chicken um, uh, researchers here Uh, they examined the autobiographies written in 1930 by nuns living in the same convent in their early years between the ages of 18 and 32 years old 60 years later the researchers contacted the same surviving nuns but they were then aged between the ages of 75 and 90 and of those that were still alive without fail every single one of them a, um, lived far beyond the average life expectancy and on all of them they scored high on positivity and uh happiness and thoughts and things like wow. that so <laughs> again it's it's crazy like these these ladies um all showed the same level of happiness and all outlived the average um, life expectancy at the time which is crazy i mean that is super super weird uh testing in a very very small like you know um, sample and it still shows the same kind of factors which is just that is completely you unanim- unanimous and conclusive that happiness uh makes you live longer
1: it's astonishing yeah no seriously always always so interesting lian i think it's time for us to head back into the real life of today and let let me start it off with one boom simple easy one and i think Mm. that's really just taking those four chemicals into consideration and being aware of that right just being conscious of it Mm -hmm. is really really one of my top tips for today. The whole point of the show is not for you to memorize the names of that. You can absolutely go and research some of that if you want, if you're interested, and maybe I'll add this to that specific tip or a tool, is you can actually go and read uh, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. We've mentioned this book a couple of times in the past. It's it's one of the one books that I know he actually talks about it quite a bit extensively. It is a business book. So Mm -hmm. I'll put that disclaimer on there. So if you're not really interested in business books, then it might not really interest you, but it really, really is a good read. So just being mindful of the fact that there is something you know, out there that has an impact on your mood. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a pie in the sky or, it, you know, happiness or positivity doesn't just fall out of thin air or, you know, you can't just think it into existence. There is an actual, you know, there's actual science behind that. That's tip number one. Tip number two that I want to highlight is um, maybe taking into consideration the law of attraction. Now, we're talking a lot about positivity mm. and the science behind a positive attitude. And you scraped the surface on this in the introduction today and said that nothing good will ever come from you know, a negative attitude. You can't go into gym or into a workout or into your know, a new goal that you want to achieve with a negative attitude. You just won't achieve it, right? And that really forms a very, very big part of the law of attraction. It's It really says the fact that If you are looking for negativity in the the world, you will find negativity. If you're looking for positivity in in the world, you'll find positivity. As much as that sounds amazing and true and all those great things, it's never really helped me. It really hasn't. It hasn't changed my life. I can go out, I can try and convince myself to look for more positivity in the world, Trust me, it's not that easy. So here's a funny thing that Deepak Chopra actually said on this topic specifically as well, is he says that a lot Mm -hmm. of people use the law of attraction as a wish magnet or like a wish magnet, right? So they sort of bait the hook with a dream. They toss it out into the universe and they expect to draw in money or they expect to draw in a soulmate or happiness or whatever the big fish is that they want to land But there is another law that they need to take into consideration. He calls it a natural law or the natural law of gravity. Of course, we all know the law of gravity. Gravity isn't selective. If you think about gravity, gravity pulls on everything out there, right? So so what that means is that the law of gravity will pull in everything that it comes into contact with. That being positive or negative things. Mm. And that really just comes down to the fact that in order for it to attract positivity into your life and positivity into your emotional state, you'll have to give it more weight. You'll have to add on to that positivity as much as possible. So focusing on your emotional well-being, focusing on those chemicals and making sure that you do everything possible in order to achieve those specific goals. And in order for you to create more positivity Mm. in your life, in order for you to attract more positivity. Mm. Those are the two main tips that I have, Leon, anything from your side.
0: Yeah, I've got something. Um, so it's, it's not really a tip. I think it's more like a closing argument or maybe a closing statement is the fact that positive thinkers, the one thing that they all share and look, I mean, I'm, I need to, uh, we, I'm not leading by example. Yeah, I need to practice what, what I'm preaching now. But they make the best out of every situation bad or good mm. and that's the one thing that i completely admire enough I've, I've seen people like this oh yeah this is where they comp- they only focus on what they can control they let go of what they can't mm-hmm. and they search for ways to improve the situations and learn lessons from it every single time they don't see misfortune as oh i'm crushed yeah yeah. they immediately see what can i learn from it how can i avoid this in future this is part of life this is a journey this is exciting this is a an adventure i don't know they just somehow find a way to turn everything into a learning experience or, or just turn it into whatever positivity you can get out of it yeah and then it's about practicing how to fail again. And we've spoken about this before. It's you need to practice reframing things. So for example, and I mean you do examples really well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best here. Instead of stressing about a traffic jam, for instance, appreciate the fact that you can actually afford a car, get to spend a few extra minutes listening to your music or your podcast or this episode, and accept that there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm that's Mm -hmm. that's a typical way to reframe your mind and stay away from your serotonin levels or dopamine or whatever levels going down yeah it's just just say okay traffic sucks i'm gonna be late but you know what um at least i've got a car at least i'm sitting here fully clothed with a full stomach um i can actually listen to a little bit more podcast right now and that's what positive thinkers do is they literally make the best out of everything. And I really need to do that myself as well sometimes. I'm completely guilty of not being able to apply that every single time. But wow. if you start yeah. reframing everything to something positive, even if you just get it right half the time, that's already going to make you just overall so much, so much happier. Wow um, yeah. I believe. And I'm actually going to start practicing that as of right now.
1: That is, that is insane. That is probably, yeah, that's, that's really, that's an insane tip right there, Leon. I think you definitely take the tip around. That's a boom tip right there. That's a, that's a mic drop tip over there. I absolutely dig that. That is so, so, so true. Uh, I love, I love that, Leon, because, uh, and I've done this a a lot, and that really, really has changed my life. Um, You know, when you're sitting and you're fighting traffic and you get so frustrated and angered with the people Mm. in front of you and behind you and around you, as soon as, and that's That's why I got into podcasting so much and addicted to it. It's because I want to actually spend more time on the road now. (laughs) I really, really drive slower now yes, because I want to get through the episode because I know that I'm doing something useful Mm. with my time, which automatically calms me down. I take
0: a long way home.
1: Exactly. No, I really do. Yeah, it's insane, right? So no, mic drop tip right there, Leon. I absolutely love that. I also love the fact that you mentioned that you can make a you know any environment or any situation more positive you can actually manifest this in your mm. life and i've seen people do this uh we know a lot of people or a few people actually mutual friends of ours that yeah. do this that can walk into a room just light up this. the whole room mm. and just instantly start you know you you the whole room feels lighter and all of the so be that person if you can be that person i can't i try I'd, sometimes i get it right but i really really try and it is yeah. a, it really does change you know, the chemicals, and it does spark something in your in your body that you can actually... And it
0: spills over. You you just mentioned something important there. I think mm. the one thing, and we probably need to close off, but the one thing we missed here is whenever you're positive, you tend to exude that onto others, right? So you yes. actually pay that positivity forward as well. You just Absolutely. mentioned a specific individual. I know exactly who you're talking about that person has lifted my spirit so many times so many times yeah. just because of them exuding like such positivity and then you find out they actually have a really crappy day as well yeah but they just have this ability to turn it around and just reframe it and just force and themselves that is intensely that, powerful yeah
1: because mm-hmm. it's it's basically yeah. fake it till you make it so you fake it uh, until you basically start feeling it and it really really does work it's yep. so so powerful yep. so ladies and gentlemen there you have it the science behind a positive no, we can't attitude talk we have to close off. there is <laughs> absolutely nothing more we can say on this topic we really hope that it's been motivational or inspirational to some extent and if you're out there please remember to head over to the poll on our website rltstudios.com forward slash show 24 let us know is the length of our episodes okay number one number two do you want more is one episode enough per week we're looking at bringing in more content but we want to hear your feedback so please you you there listening to this if you think that i'm just going to pass up a lot of other people are doing it please know we need your input There's no free gifts or anything that we can give away at the moment. (laughs) But please, we appreciate your... We really, really do appreciate your feedback. So please head over to that link. We'll put it in the show notes. It's literally going to take you two seconds. It'll mean the world to us. I don't want to beg, but please, guys. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us for another great episode of the Real Life Tips Podcast. This is me signing off. Thanks.
0: You were joined by Liana as usual. Thank you so much for your time. I think this was a really good one. Head over to rltstudios.com forward slash show 24 and please help us out on that survey. Thanks so much, guys. Keep safe. Bye. Bye.
1: ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us on this episode we really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far if you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis go ahead and subscribe to our youtube channel or join our facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time so head over to our facebook and youtube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time guys, cheers.